Welcome to the Anderson Business Advisors Podcast, the nationally recognized preferred provider for asset protection and tax planning in the nation. This show is for investors and business owners looking to save on taxes and build long-term wealth with Toby Mathis, an attorney, author, business owner, and a featured instructor at Anderson's Tax and Asset Protection event held throughout the country. Enjoy the show. Hey, this is Toby Mathis. I'm an attorney with Anderson Law Group and Business Advisors. And today we're going to be talking about major mistakes to avoid when estate planning. Things that you absolutely want to make sure that you avoid like the plague because we've seen some pretty nasty situations. And I'm going to say right up there is number one is doing nothing, doing the ostrich and sticking your head in the sand. I'm sorry, Father Time wins out on all And it's not just passing away. You're going to leave a mess behind if you pass with nothing, but it's that's rarely what happens. What usually happens is we get sick or we're not able to care for ourselves and we don't have somebody designated. The next thing you know, you're forcing your family to go and deal with state workers and guardianships, conservators, all that fun stuff that nobody wants to deal with. And you just put them into it. Number two is thinking that you're going to live forever. It's not going to happen. Nobody gets to take the U-Haul with them behind the hearst. So we're going to have to do something. And you really have three choices. You could either do kind of a simple will, in which case you're going to go through probate and you're going to go through a court-appointed process. And that's not you. It's actually going to be your heirs. You could do a living trust where you avoid it entirely. Or you could just say, forget it all and you die with nothing. And now you force your heirs to go through the probate process and you're falling underneath state law and now they have to get someone to figure out exactly what those are and how to divvy things up. gets really, really annoying when you go through that. And so I'm just going to say, please don't do that. We have actually seen litigation over items in lowest, with, with values of less than $5. I am not joking. There's a great case out of Georgia where they fought over a Tweety Bird. And I'm talking about not a live Tweety Bird. I'm, I'm talking about a plastic, I taught, I taught, putty tat Tweety Bird, a little plastic item. And the attorney even found a duplicate item, said to the kids, hey, we'll toss both items in there. We'll shake it up and you each get one. No, they both wanted mom's Tweety Bird and they were willing to fight for it. In our offices, the worst case we've seen was $5,000 of litigation over some plates. It was the Christmas plates and it was one day. It was a motion and they had to sit down with attorneys and divvy these things up. Avoid it like the plague by putting it in writing, please. And you could do that. Realistically, the best way is by doing a living trust. It's going to encompass everything or at least a living trust. I mean, at least a will with other ancillary items like a schedule of gifts, just making sure that you're specifying who gets what. This is very key because if you add grief and money, you're going to have conflict. And when you have your kids left behind, or even if it's even if it's a spouse, and sometimes it's a second marriage with first kids, it's just a recipe for disaster. And what we've seen is that more likely than not, if there's going to be a fight, it's going to occur when somebody passes and in the probate setting. And we all have our stories and we have tons of them. It's more likely than not that that's when the, the conflict's going to happen. On the flip side, it's more likely than not you will not have issues if you simply document it and use a comprehensive estate plan like a living trust. They are also considerably less expensive than that alternative. 
And last but not least, avoid doing nothing. Absolutely. Avoid doing nothing. Third biggest mistake we see is somebody will document things and not actually update. They'll create a will, forget they have it. Life moves on, things change, and they accidentally disinherit their kids or some other event where they didn't foresee that by not changing a document or by not updating things, that it could have unintended consequences. And I'll give you an example. And so this actually happened in my family where an aunt took care of one of our elder relatives. Everybody said, great, we're going to leave everything in the house to that aunt. We're going to, and we're talking about the house and it's everything in it because it was all family heirlooms. Everybody knew they were like, hey, if something ever happens, we're going to end up figuring and divvying things out. So it was all going to this aunt and then she got married. And being uh, what a lot of us do, we just simply do a will. We don't think about the fact that we might be cutting off a section of our family. And what happened there is she predeceased her, her husband. Her husband was not a member of our family, right? Like by marriage only, but he had his own kids. He had his own family. Everything transferred to him. And so when he passed, everything went to his kids. The entire side of the family was cut off. And we see this happening over and over again because well-intentioned people don't realize that simply distributing items may not be sufficient. I might want to hold items and allow someone to get the benefit of it. That's called a trust and then go to my heirs. And so, especially in this day and age where we see Brady Bunches or people getting married again later on in life where they already have kids and family. And unfortunately, the cookie cutter approach of doing a will, or if you're doing nothing and you let yourself fall under uh, the laws of the state in which you're residing, more often than not, you're disinheriting a section of your, of your family and it's going to go someplace that you never intended, uh, never intended. That's why it's so important to make sure that you actually document things, these, these things out. And you work with somebody who understands what your options are and how to avoid those common pitfalls. Last thing, last thing I'll get, and I'll say it's the, it, it, another huge mistake, is we are focused like a laser beam solely on our own mortality and not on everything else that we have to offer. In other words, we look at ourselves and we think, when I pass, I'm just going to distribute things out. And you're not thinking of the long picture. And Here's a stat to wake you up. If you give somebody a windfall, if you give them assets that they didn't work for, statistically speaking, this is according to studies done by Duke and Ohio State, they'll have approximately 16% of that asset after five years. So if you are of means and you leave assets to somebody who's not prepared to handle it, you may have just cursed them. And the stats also show that folks that get windfalls, especially lottery owner, uh, winners, the bankruptcy rate escalates exponentially. It literally goes up from, I think it's less than 1% in the regular population to over 30%, with some estimates being as high as 70%, although I've never seen that back up with numbers. I think the real number is probably less than a third, but it's significantly higher than their non-windfall counterparts. And so we don't want to curse our family members that we're leaving behind or or anybody, even organizations. We don't want to curse them if they're not prepared to handle that asset. And so when you look at yourself, look at yourself as a continuation. I tell people to do a 200 or 300 year plan, put something in place that benefits. Like for example, if you care about education, don't give the money to your kids 
put it in trust and make it an education trust that's for your descendants. So your kids, kids, your grandkids, your great, great grandkids, your great, 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 great grandkids, you know, it just keeps going on. And it's there with specific rules for how those monies are allocated, but it's done for education. If that's what you think is important and you could just plug in the blank. I think that blank is really important and therefore I'm going to create something to foster that amongst my descendants, or it could be organizations that you care about. I use a great example quite often in philanthropy. You've probably, you've probably never heard of it, but it's the Hershey Foundation. It still educates over 2,000 kids a year, has a, a funeral home cemetery, a hospital, a museum, all these things in Lancaster County started in 1905 in Milton Hershey and his wife had no children. These things continue on after you if you decide to put them in motion. And I think that's the most important thing is to look at and say, you have the opportunity to affect lives for decades, if not centuries after you are gone, if you put things in place. And before you say, I always get this, I am not a rich person. It doesn't matter. You can put things in place. For example, we all have a body, right? I can insure this thing. I can turn it into money if I pass away. If you have insurance or other things, it can fund your plan. Don't let anybody tell you that you don't have enough money to put together a plan because you absolutely do. What you shouldn't do is not have a plan. And we've seen examples of this in the papers over and over again, where you have these highfalutin stars who have the best lawyers on the planet, and they still manage to do nothing because they think they're going to live forever or that it's not a problem or they listen to some lawyer who says, All you need is a simple will and don't worry, the probates aren't that bad. For whom? Maybe for them. But for your family, pretty much tell you it's highly likely that it's going to suck really bad. So avoid it if you can possibly do it. And it's very easy to do it. In fact, it'll put a lot more money into your families or whatever organization you care about into their pockets in the long run because you're going to avoid a lot of legal fees and a lot of needless expenses by doing one simple thing, and that's putting a plan in place. So I hope this is helpful and that you've learned a little bit about what type of planning mistakes to avoid. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Show notes for links to everything mentioned in this episode can be found on our website at andersonadvisors.com slash podcast. Be sure you subscribe to our podcast. And if you are already a subscriber, please provide us a review of what you thought of this episode. 